0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to Relatively Sane. This is so exciting. I love having my own podcast. I love interviewing people that I want to know more about. You know, I'm I i I'm so grateful to have this next comedian uh, do my podcast. His name is Chris Stefano. He is, if you've never seen him, he's incredibly unattractive. He is a, uh, he's about five feet. He has, no head. He's just a torso. No, this is crazy. Why am I saying all this? It's so. You know, do you ever talk and then get nauseous from what you're saying? Like, I make myself sick sometimes when I say things, and I just wish I could go back and change it, but no one's perfect. I love Chris Stefano. I actually taught him comedy and I knew because I used to teach for years and I knew the minute I met him that he was going to be a star he's not yet but he's getting there I mean he's very popular and he has a huge amount of followers and he gets a ton of pussy but he's not like huge yet um he is right there and so it's very exciting. I'm praying he gets huge before this comes out because it'll help with the numbers. But I may have to wait. I just, I love him. And it's funny because we talk about women a lot. You know, a lot of these guys, these male comics are like, I, I love talking to you because you're a woman and we can, you know, talk about chicks together. And it's 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 very funny because I am a pig in a lot of ways. I, I do think like a man a lot. I stand while I'm peeing, you know, I... Uh, I don't put the toilet seat down. I do a lot of things that men do. I don't listen. I hate listening. I can't stand. Sometimes when my wife is talking to me, it's at night, like late at night. It's even better than taking medication because it's just like taking an Ambien. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, I'm so excited for you to hear Chris. Here is my interview with Chris Stefano. Hi, everyone. I am so excited because my guest today is, I just love him. I, I love him. He is so brilliant, so funny, and so, he's just amazing. It's Chris Stefano. Hi,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. I feel the same way about you.
0: <laughs> he just stuck the microphone in his crotch. Oh, come on, Chris. No. You just put it right back to your face. Yeah, why
1: not? Well, I mean, give it a second to breathe. Yeah, true. I think I ripped my ass on that. <laughs> I literally every day, Jessica. Every day and it's not and I've tried all different times of toilet paper, but I think it's in my head now. I have a rash on my butt and I think it's from farts <laughs> like that. I walk around. I have Desitin, my child's Desitin butt cream with me wherever I go. I'd rather f- lose <laughs> I'd rather lose my wallet on my cell phone than lose my butt cream. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I can't take yeah, it. I, I would, totally understand. I was flirting But are you are you? I'd rather lose my wallet than my door. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. First yeah. of all, do you strain when you go to the bathroom? Yes,
1: and I got. That's to, what it is. But I went. Okay, so what happened was is um, two months ago I I saw something. See, the thing is, if, if if I see something, I'm like online, or if I hear somebody say, like, oh, you need to do this, then I will do it. Like, right. and, and, I, and I get obsessed with doing it. Like, I heard somebody say, oh, you know, you shouldn't just flush your poop without looking at it. Okay. So then I got obsessed with looking at my poop. I would look at it, take pictures of it. No uh, yeah, way. Yeah, I swear. I have them in my like phone. Like close-up pictures and then blow it up? Yep, everything. And I would look at it. Mm-hmm. And then I went to two different GI doctors, gastroenterologists, and, and I just had folders in my phone of my of pictures of my poop. And the one GI GI doctor said, I don't want, you know, this is like, it's fine. But the other GI doctor said, oh, one of those looks like there could be something going on there. Let's do a colonoscopy. What was in it? It just looked, it just looked, it it was like kind of like red, but it was probably because of a food I ate. Uh, Like beets. Maybe beets, but I know a beet shit. I know what that (laughs) looks like. I can differentiate a beet shit from, you know, something sick. Um, I
0: remember I was talking to you When you were going the next day I felt bad for you And I was so nervous I know Because you had gotten
1: You went through with it as well, right? Yeah, well it was the first
0: time You were put under So I felt for you But you
1: you know what's the interesting part? I'll tell you this So the colonoscopy went fine You know, the guy put me under He said Mm -hmm. everything was fine He said that my asshole was It's it's a good feeling to know That you have a clean ass I will say that Uh, So it's very good Because now even if I have a pain in my stomach Mm -hmm. Because I was feeling lower left abdominal pain Right For a long time But then, when they told me it was clean, the Mm -hmm. lower abdominal pain is gone. Or when it does pop up, I just tell myself, the doctor just looked in you and you're fine. So it goes away. So it's interesting how much my mind was connecting to like lower left colon spasms that were truly just my head being like, I don't have an answer for what this lower left abdominal pain is. So it must be cancer. And then I would feel the symptoms of cancer. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) what are the symptoms? What are the symptoms of cancer? I would just
1: have lower, lower left pain. Um, my hair would fall out. <laughs> you'd have, you'd have an aid. I'd have an aid. Yeah, I'd have a GoFundMe. I kept getting waking up and having a GoFundMe.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, uh, wait a second i need to back up okay so just tell us really quick you grew up tell us where you grew up and you have siblings your yes. parents what so okay. i grew up
1: in in ridgewood queens um and but now it's brooklyn the uh the uh the mayor bloomberg um <laughs> Cha- mayor bloomberg that <laughs> dirty mayor. fucking jew no i'm kidding <laughs> 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 mayor, mayor Bloomberg. Yeah. Mayor, mayor, mayor Kanish. Um
0: Mayor Complainer. Mayor.
1: Mayor Nagger. Mayor Return Things. <laughs> mayor Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. So um. Mayor Manischewitz, he 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 changed the border. He changed the border from Queens to Brooklyn um, when I was a teenager. Um, So it's kind of, you know, I say Queens, but it's actually now it's Brooklyn. It's like Ridgewood, Bushwick area. But I grew up, I was an only child, um, very, very, very neurotic Mm. Irish Catholic mother, um, very nervous, very overprotective, very doubtful. Of me, she would always be like, Christopher, I don't think you can do that. And I'd be like, I just want to cross the street, you know. I just want to sit up. (laughs) I just want to sit up. She's like, no, you can't. (laughs) So anything that I did, I was like, Mom, I want to do this. She'd be like, oh, you you can't. (laughs) It's always... So I,
0: that must be really helpful yeah. in your life and your career. Oh, yeah. When
1: I, decided, when I said I wanted to do stand-up, <laughs> she wanted she couldn't fucking imagine. She was like, what?
0: No. <laughs> no. You <laughs> can't. You're a <retarded. laughs> Yeah, she was like, you're, yeah. you can't do anything. You're a retard, <laughs> you're honey. You're a baby retard. <laughs> she, <laughs> <laughs> now, go get
1: your helmet and play in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how are you going to be on stage <laughs> drooling on everybody? <laughs> Oh uh, god. <laughs> okay. So so she said so she doubted me and and I I developed a big time anxiety disorder mm. I think from all the doubt and yes. guilt that she, and then there's a lot of guilt as well the catholicism guilt guilt guilt. So and then I went to catholic school my whole life so it's just wherever you go just guilt 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 high school uh, grammar school high school and college. I grew up in New York City, okay? New y- Ridgewood uh, uh, Queens Brooklyn area. I did not Meet and befriend my first Jewish person till I was 24 <laughs> years old. Do you understand how <laughs> crazy that is? There's New York is little Israel. <laughs> and, and I. And I didn't mean... Why? Did your, they, they keep you from ab- the Jews? Because my mother only kept me it with Catholic people, Catholic institutions. It wasn't until I went to graduate school and kind of did something and broke free of, mm. you know, because my mom didn't even want me to go to that ca- that graduate school because it wasn't Catholic. But I said, Mom, no, enough. I'm going to do what I want to do. Oh, she's really religious. I didn't know she was yeah. that
0: religious. Yeah,
1: and then I and then literally two weeks into graduate school, I fell in love with, um, and I started having sex with uh, one of my Jewish classmates. my jewish (laughs) classmate it sounds like you're in yeah dana cohen (laughs) (laughs) that was her name and she used to she used to give me blowjobs in her her car in the parking lot what kind of car mercedes (laughs) (laughs) no she had she had (laughs) a jaguar (laughs)
0: Of course she. You're like these Jews yeah. are amazing. I'm getting head in a Jaguar. She was from
1: Rosalind, Long Island. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, and she would just blow me, and then she it would be, and then we would study and all that, and then and it was <laughs> while she was <laughs> while she was blowing me. A, B, yes. or C. Yeah. And then we had sex a couple of times, but she really didn't want to have sex. She just wanted to do blowjobs. That's what it was. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now she got, and then she, I actually got invited to her. She got married, like. Couple of years ago, on some fucking f- at some castle, ohika Castle or something like that. Oh, I like know that. where that. Yeah, <laughs> or fucking <laughs> she she, mar- she married fucking she <laughs> she married Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Eric
0: Trump. I can't take it. Alright, yeah. wait, so, oh, the only child thing is major. Yes. Yes. Yeah, my yeah. dad's an only child. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, and it's a lot of attention on one person. Yeah. It's it's really... It's too much. It's too yeah. much, yes. Yeah. And then your dad, w- did he live in the house when you were growing up? So my parents... I forgot.
1: Yes. Yeah, so my parents got divorced. My mother served my father divorce papers when she was seven months pregnant with me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what a gem he was. And <laughs> 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 that means it was really bad. <laughs> it was love at first sight. Well, apparently, well, the story how they even met was: my mom is a very prim, proper, you know, Catholic, you know, religious girl, and she went to a walkathon. She mm-hmm. went to a walkathon with her friends and her sisters to like raise money for the church. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, this is true. My dad had was on the side of the walkathon on probation, cleaning up the garbage. My <laughs> oh, d- <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. god, this is amazing. Yeah, my dad, he was. fulfilling his community service on the side of the road where they were walking and he was heckling the people walking by, calling them homos. and my mom said he was just making fun of everybody like, nice shoes, (laughs) faggot (laughs) you know, like like shit my dad would do and then he saw my mother and he started hitting on her and she gave she gave him her phone number (laughs) oh my (laughs) god I can't believe that happened. That's I never truth. knew
0: that, and I yeah. thought I know a lot. I no, no. never
1: knew. So that's what In it was. My <laughs> <shoes> <laughs> He would. My mom said he was incessantly heckling the <laughs> men around. And, like, they would look at him and be like, what are you going to do? And he was, like, standing there with his garbage picker. Like, you know. Was
0: he in an outfit, like a yeah, jumper? Yeah, she said he
1: had, like, a thing on. But she said, you know, <laughs> she was so, at the time she was 21, she said she was mad at her mom for basically doing what my mom eventually did to me with just the uh, overprotect and overbearing. Right. No, you can't date him, you can't date him. And so my mom was like, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this guy my phone number. He's the exact opposite <laughs> of what I'd be into. Oh, yeah, he's on probation. <laughs> he's a criminal. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> so she took it the other way, and then she said they went out for drinks, and it's very similar to what happened in my life. Right. She went out for drinks with him, and then um, they hooked up, and she conceived me. And then they, the only difference is they decided they tried to get married, and it only lasted a few months, and she divorced him. Oh, but so that's they didn't
0: ex- date for a while before Not at you- all,
1: No. No, they date, they, they, there was a, or maybe a couple of dates. And then she conceived me. What? Well, yeah. I
0: love that you keep saying she conceived <laughs> me. <laughs> he, so pounded <laughs> he pounded her. He pounded her. You're trying to make it sound so yeah. like, okay. Yeah. You when know, yeah. she conceived she me, conceived I mean, he, yeah. you know, came all over her yeah. insides. Yeah, so, yeah but right. my.
1: Yeah, I know it's. was. <laughs> 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 Yeah. He, she, and you know what he used to say? <laughs> I remember, I remember, like, they used to, like, my dad is the kind of guy, like, he's really funny, but, like, you have, it's only funny, like, if you know comedy. Yeah. And, like, you would laugh at him, but most people would be appalled. Like, I have an Uncle Robert mm-hmm. who's gay. He's, like, out of the closet gay, and he and he came out of the closet, like, later on in life, and my dad, one time... You know, like I was there and my mom was talking about Uncle Robert and his boyfriend. And my dad I was like, Oh, he finally came out. And then she was like, Yeah, he just came out. Nobody knew he was gay. He's like, Yeah, I knew he was gay. He's like, Any guy that calls himself <laughs> by his full legal name, like Robert, is gay. He's like, If he was straight, he would have called himself Bob, Robbie. So anytime my mo- and then it made sense because anytime my mom would yell at me and be like, Christopher, get over here. My mom would be like, You make it, my dad would say, You're making him sound gay when you call him Christopher. <laughs> so my dad thinks if my mom calls me Christopher, she makes me sound gay. <laughs> so it's like that's <laughs> hilarious to us but somebody else would be like oh my god.
0: I have a, my father's very funny too. Yeah. Similar kind of stuff. <sighs> yeah. That's so is he neurotic?
1: My dad, you know what? I always growing up I was o- there was always like um I love my mother, you know, and she was and she's great and she's you know, great grandma now, but I was always like a little bit angry at her like you made me like this. You make me anxious. You make me depressed. Yeah. You make me like this. And and but now as I've gotten older it's like my dad has got a sense of Neuroticism, not similar to my mom. There's a there's a lot of guilt that my dad carries with him mm-hmm. for ruining a family, for making mistakes. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I just think ruining, <laughs> is ruining. <like> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he took the, the reason why she divorced him is because he took he took my mom had saved for us, you know, saved for the family. She saved like ten thousand dollars, which in 1984 was good money. Yeah. And he gambled it all on the Montreal Expos. <laughs> They're not even a team anymore. <laughs> He gambled the whole thing on the Montreal Expos. Not even the Yankees. <laughs> just <laughs> a team he knows nothing about. They're a last Oh my play, god, he ran just a baseball team, <laughs> they're not even a team anymore. <laughs> and he gambled the whole the thing. The Mexpos. Like it wasn't the even
0: <laughs> the Montreal Expos. <laughs> Montreal <laughs> you know, <So> Expo. <laughs> yeah, <the Pespo. laughs> so she
1: So she divorced him because, you know, she, the count was gone. Oh, so that's she, horrible. It's horrible, yeah. And then he owed a lot of people money. And I was like two years old, and and she took me to the Amish country to live in Lancaster, (laughs) Pennsylvania. What? Yeah, for like six months, because people were calling the house saying that they were going to beat the shit out of him if he didn't give the money. And then she said one guy called and and knew knew me. It was like, oh, what about your little son, Christopher? Wouldn't it be a shame if something (gasps) happened to him? So she got me out of there.
0: Wow. Yeah, so it was kind
1: of crazy. So I think he carries a lot of guilt and stuff for that.
0: Right. Do they get along now? They do
1: get along now, only since I've had my daughter. Right. My daughter now just Because basically, I sat my whole Because they were Arguing a lot, and there was a lot of like um, volatile shit that was happening, vile stuff that was happening between them. It was always cursing each other out. Yeah. Fuck you, you you ruined him. No, you blah blah blah. And then and then uh, with my daughter, you know, initially there was some arguments like, oh, how come he get, how come your mom gets to see him and see your daughter, and I didn't. And
0: I've gone like, through that too with divorced parents. It's not easy. Yeah, it's
1: not easy. I sat the whole family down. And I was like, look, my only concern right now in life is Delilah. That's who I'm. Protecting and raising So you guys raise me But now I, I will cut you all Out of my life If it's going to harm her So I'm protecting her So either you guys get along And understand that we're all adults here And she's the baby And, and she comes first And her needs come first Or none of you will see her And, I, and that'll hurt me but I don't care because it's ultimately going to hurt her more if she grows up in this fucking insanity. Good, that you kids. That I'm, you I'm glad are you did that. And you know, and it was a tough thing to say, and I got like emotional saying it because it's hurtful and painful. But now they're all good to go because everybody's on the same wavelength. It's just we have to protect, you know, Delilah because she's already, you know, she's already half Puerto Rican. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's already, <laughs> it's <laughs> we're already going uphill.
0: <laughs> She's, we're already going uphill. Is
1: amazing. <laughs> She's already <laughs> well prone to violence. That's what
0: I say about my, you know, it's yeah. like two moms. It's already hard. Yeah, it's. I know. So don't make it worse. Don't make it harder. It's like yeah. you know,
1: as adults, like we have to. You know, sometimes our parents. I used to. You know, the. I, I don't have a problem with authority. I respect. You know, authority figures and elders and all that. But sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they're yes, they're, they're they're so stuck in their ways and they're so stubborn. Like as they're ch- a grown man now, as a child, I was like what's the important part here Delilah's the important part so I can't let you guys make me feel bad and dictate my behavior if it's gonna get in her way because you you're the ones who have the unresolved shit
0: right you know the jealousy the competing <coughs> that's the this, bullshit th- I know I know
1: yeah. that's bullshit I don't get I, I so but now everything's pretty good good yeah
0: I love it I yeah. mean and and so with with the anxiety stuff with your mom do you think that made you more like with the health stuff because you have a lot of fears about your health constant
1: constant fears of health So where that really started was truly is I, when I went through physical therapy school, I went through so much medical training, like where it's like, I was just like, I, some of my initial classes, like the anatomy and physiology and. Chemistry classes were with medical doctors, people who went on to become medical doctors. Right, and then we only split off after year two. I go into physical therapy, massaging old people, and the other (laughs) people became doctors. (laughs) So, but I still have a doctorate degree in physical therapy, so I know a lot about the human body. I know a lot about disease processes. Like for example, like I know, like if you if you had a pain in your head. Right, if you had a neck ache and you took an Advil and the pain went away, you'd be like, "Oh, great, the Advil worked." But what I would say is, "Well, because it worked in 15 minutes, that's a sign of that's a sign that um, it's cancer." Because if if, <laughs> if Advils
0: oh my god, I definitely have cancer yeah, then. Yeah, because
1: if Advils Could. work too soon, and if it if it, if they work if it has um kind of on unre- uh, un- like if the pain is a 10 out of 10, and then you take an Advil and it goes to a zero out of 10, and then on the dot four hours later the pain goes back to 10 out of 10, that means that you have a tumor. Or it couldn't you. <laughs> so it's like, that's that's what I live. Everyone
0: listening to this right now is freaking out. Yeah. So Every single person is yeah. going to go see a specialist. But
1: that's how I live my life, where it's like, you know, or if like, I, okay, so for example, once I had GERD, gastroesophageal <laughs> reflux disease. I think I had GERD because I had heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> We should have this podcast, me and you, Gerd <laughs> gr- gr- girls, Gerd <laughs> and girls, Gerd the Gerd and girls. <laughs> we we should, both just complain and fart all the time. Let's name this g- episode "The Gerd and Girls." Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I have, so I Gerd, you know, like heartburn. <laughs> what is Gerd? Gastroesophageal. It's such a horrible <laughs> word. Oh my god! Gastroesophageal <laughs> okay. reflux disease. So but you diagnosed yourself. Yeah, well, I did, but then I I can convince a doctor cuz doctors just don't want to deal with me that I have it because I'll go in with the symptoms even I've convinced my brain has convinced myself of the symptoms, so I know the symptoms so it will make a doctor say, "Well, a normal person would just come in and be like I have heartburn and a doctor would be able to diagnose, but I would say I have heartburn, you know, I have I have pain, I have <laughs> pain in the upper left esophageal <laughs> tract." I have, I have, I, have, I, have, I you know, it feels like I can't swallow. <laughs> Like all that stuff, I have you, horse. <laughs> I have hoarseness in my voice. <laughs> like, how often do you go to the doctor? I tr- Here is how much I go. I'm being. To I know. I want to hear. being dead serious. I was with Giannis Papas. You know, a great friend of, of ours, course. Giannis Papas. Um, I was I was I went to make an appointment at the doctor at a doctor um, I would go on ZocDoc I have that app like it's like right on the front of my phone (laughs) and my insurance company called me and said they can no longer cover any doctor (laughs) visits because I've exhausted my doctor visits for the year and that was in April four months into the year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I went, my insurance Oh, my God, I can't cut me breathe. Off. My health insurance <laughs> cut me off. And now, until the end of the year, I cannot, my insurance will not cover anything. So, But you're still going to go. I'll still find a, w- well, now what I do is I have a friend. My friend's uh, an ER doctor. My daughter's godfather is an <laughs> emergency room doctor. So I just go to him, and he treats me under the table. <laughs> he just... He just gives me is shit. Is it
0: debil? I know we're laughing, but is it debilitating for you?
1: Well, okay, so... Does so,
0: it get to the point where you're like, I can't function? Seriously, because right. I feel like that yes. sometimes. Well,
1: here, so I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more insight to, like, who I am and then tell you, like, the work that I've done on myself. Yeah, that's, try- what, that's
0: what I want people to yeah. hear.
1: It's important. So, so what kind of really woke me up to it is what happened was when I was taking the GERD medication... <laughs> called a mesoprol okay <laughs> that's what it was called and you would take it and it's supposed to curb your symptoms of GERD it's curb the GERD <laughs> the that's what it is is that they're saying no but it's oh. well yeah <laughs> so a mesoprol so I was taking it and then I didn't realize it but I would take the pill and then every time and then what every every day I take the pill for that day I couldn't sneeze so I would, wait. What? Wait, yeah. wait! 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 Wait!
0: <laughs> what do you mean you couldn't sneeze? Because I, I don't sneeze every day. I, I would don't. feel
1: well. See, that's what oh, started you felt to happen. it coming. I would felt it coming, and the sneeze wouldn't come out. And that <laughs> happened for two and a half weeks. I couldn't let out a sneeze, no matter <laughs> no matter what I tried. I would just. I'm very very allergic to cats. So I went. I would go by my aunt's house, who has a cat, and I would just lay down on the cat's bed <laughs> and try to listen. <laughs> I would try to elicit a sneeze, and nothing would happen. <laughs> I would I would stare at lights. I would do anything. I <laughs> Did you put a,
0: like something up your nose? And I would tickle? put things up my nose. That's and my, horrible. My nose yeah. would
1: bleed because it was so. Wow. Yeah. Why would
0: your nose bleed? Well,
1: I, because I was jamming it up there to try to get a sneeze, and everyone was like, "Chris, you're crazy. People don't sneeze." And I would I would text my friends, "Hey, do you guys sneeze every day?" Or I would. I <laughs> I would google. I would google how often is a person supposed to sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> I made Instagram videos but like please DM me or leave a comment if you know if you're someone who doesn't sneeze oh, like me.
0: I can't take. <laughs> I yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah, so
1: <laughs> please DM me. <laughs> please DM me. Also, if you can't sneeze and also your tits. <laughs>
0: And also your tits. <laughs> Sounds so
1: stupid. stupid. <laughs> please DM me if you sneeze every day and also <laughs> your tits. Please, please come. Please DM <laughs> me any GERD <laughs> remedies and your bush. <laughs> bush. Bush. not even, just. You want to see the bush. Did, did I ever tell you what my dad yelled out at my cousin's <laughs> recital when we were eight years old? No. He yelled at the teacher, the <laughs> ballet instructor, a, a, a whole auditorium full of people because he thought it'd be funny. This is kind of psycho my dad was. <laughs> The lady was like, there's going to be a short intermission, and we'll be right back. <laughs> and she was she was like a 25-year-old woman. She was just standing there in her ballet gown. And my dad yelled, from the back, <laughs> show your bush. <laughs> That's what he yelled. And then started laughing at me. <laughs> he was hysterical laughing. He yelled, show your bush. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, okay, so what happened so, was, so I couldn't uh, sneeze, and then I thought that, so then that became a problem because I Googled what happens if people who can't sneeze, and I got into this forum from people all over the world, and there was a guy from Bangladesh who hasn't sneezed in two years. And I would talk to him I every night. i swear his name was Pushvit. I swear oh, to God. What are you talking His name was Pushvit. P-U-J-V-E-T. His name was Pushvit. And I would talk to him every night until 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> 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 and he didn't sneeze for two years. <laughs>
1: for two years you did. I do not sneeze. He said I cannot sneeze. And then he told me that he had found that he had a tumor in, in and, and, oh. and it was paralyzed his nerves <sighs> that controlled the sneeze and he had to get the tumor removed. And oh. I and I've reached out to him. You must
0: oh you uh, haven't heard from I him. I haven't heard from oh him. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and I've been like push me. If you can Imagine if he, you. he finally sneezed and his head exploded. <laughs> 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 he just—he finally, for two years. He sneezed and his head completely exploded. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> okay, oh.
1: I so can't <laughs> believe
0: that you were talking to someone <laughs> from Bangladesh <laughs> I that didn't sneeze. three, four sneeze. in the morning. That's, this is so, I mean, no
1: one, I don't know anyone who would do this. <laughs> yeah, That's
0: why so, I love you so much. So, so, <laughs> so,
1: so then I found out that it was just a side effect of the GERD <laughs> <curd> medication. couldn't <laughs> me. Because I forgot to take the pill once because Delilah, my daughter flushed <laughs> my pills down the toilet once. I swear to God, she just flushed it. Oh, she just took, she your took pills the whole and bottle and flushed it down the toilet. The bottle? Everything and <laughs> clogged the toilet, <laughs> but it was gone. She flushed it down the toilet. So uh. I didn't have my medication. So I waited for two days. And it was a thing where I, I couldn't even sleep at night. I was like, I have cancer. I have cancer. I have cancer. <laughs> I, have cancer I can't <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> and then finally, one, you know, without the good medication, I just let out a sneeze <laughs> and I sneezed out a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: oh. a, license plate. <laughs> a license plate. Oh my god! Nobody do you do that on stage? No. This story—you have to do
1: this story never on stage. I've told it before. This is
0: the funniest Area. story I can. not think. you were talking <laughs> to that guy. Every yeah, push feet. V.
1: Push feet. V? Push feet. V. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard from Bangladesh. <laughs> 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 he sneezed. his head exploded. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, um, oh my! But then
0: it's on to something else, right? Once on that, once right. that's cleared well, up, you got to find something else. Well, once I
1: found, once I sneezed and realized uh. I could sneeze, so I don't have a tumor, um, <laughs> suppressing the, my sneeze, um, nerves. <laughs> then it became the colonoscopy. <laughs> And now every morning I wake up, and I, my right <laughs> arm is contracted a little bit. and I have to move out, so I think I have fucking something. Wait, have. what's going on with your arm? So now, so if you <laughs> notice throughout the podcast, I just flip <laughs> my wrist up <off> like that. <laughs> you have been doing it <laughs> yeah, because I, like <laughs> I think it I looks so like
0: you're trying to get a cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. This what I'm trying to hail. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little unsafe. <laughs> yes. Wait, why are you doing that with your arm? Because
1: every morning I, because I feel like most likely what it is, is because I text too much. I, abs- <laughs> I have, it's called texting thumb. <laughs> it's, it's, you start to, it's a real, it's like yoga butt. These are, these are two <laughs> diagnosable <laughs> conditions. So I, I have texting thumb and it's, it's called, And but it can develop into a thing called claw hand. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. These are really the names for it where your hand just looks like a claw because <laughs> all the, all the <laughs> muscles and tendons contract. Oh, so right now I think I have it. <laughs> you think your hand's
0: going to become a claw? Well,
1: I, well, here's the thing. If this was <sighs> a year ago, I would, I probably wouldn't be able to come in and do the podcast because I would have, oh, I would have been it's I, very hard. Yeah, because I would convince myself that I can't open my car door because I have a claw hand. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that.
0: I can't drive. You would have a great time with your daughter at the beach. beach. (laughs) (laughs) Making sandcastles.
1: You'd make an amazing moat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Daddy can't hold you. I have my claw. (laughs) Can you sit on my elbow?
0: Oh, so God. but what I've done now is yeah. I've started
1: transcendental meditation, right? TM Tell meditation. People
0: about this. You keep talking about this, so I is, gotta do it. So,
1: transcendental meditation, you have to go take a course. I did it in downtown Manhattan, and everybody, Oprah, Jerry Seinfeld, all uh, a lot of presidents, they swear by it. And what it's it, a it,
0: big thing with celebrities, big very thing. big.
1: And I kind of bought into it, and it's just 20 minutes twice a day where you just sit down quietly and you uh, say your mantra over and over in your head, and it's not like there's no rules like if something pops in you let it pop in and and it's just about your breathing they mm-hmm. don't even tell you to try to focus on your breathing but you just inevitably focus on your breathing and what happens is is at the end of that you just feel calm and you start to tell yourself that everything is just okay so it starts to say not that now i don't think i have cancer but it's like if i do have cancer it's okay that's what it makes you feel like and but you now you accept it you accept it but also like and then through more like work on myself and reading trying to read stuff and just, like, really get to the bottom of it, I realized that my anxiety is very narcissistic, and it's all about me. All these things oh, happen to me. It's so
0: interesting you say that because so I completely agree. So it's it like
1: – so I realized the narcissism in – the over kind of d- uh, dwelling and dwelling and dwelling on my anxiety when it's like I have a child now that's that I need to focus so on. Yes. So it's like Delilah, in a way, safe and where it's like if I'm going to keep myself as, hel- as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. And if something does happen to me, I'll deal with it then. But until then, the over analyzing of this whole thing. It's very self involved. It's all right. self involved, you know, behavior that's immature and narcissistic. And I think that, you know, what what we mentioned before about me being put under i told you i wanted to talk about that me being put under for the colonoscopy i think a big reason where all a lot of my anxiety came from is i never even been in a hospital i never even been in I, i'd only been to a doctor's office and you know gotten a lollipop and went home yeah so but now to be not that this is a big medical procedure it's it a doesn't very matter thing, it's but just petrifying. to just to I get anesthesia and wake up on the other side and yeah. be okay it was a big thing for me that mm-hmm. was like well you know what i've been to the hospital now It's okay, and if something happens to me, I'll be taken care of, and if I'm not, then, you know, everything will be fine. We're all going to die one day anyway, so it's like I'm trying to, you know, I want to be alive as long as possible to help, you know, be there for my kid, but it's like, it's, it's just the TM meditation and kind of just um, looking inside myself and trying to like just becoming an adult and trying to gain
0: and be present like that's a big you can't be present when you have all this other stuff going on in your head because
1: anxiety only lives in the past and in the future it cannot live in the present and in the dark it
0: doesn't it's really things grow in the dark and in the Middle East (laughs) (laughs) in my asshole. in my asshole. What do you think pushed you? Because a lot of people have a problem, like, taking action, meaning they can be having a hard time for years right. and not take action. Like, what made you take that action to go learn
1: the meditation? Well, I think the uh, uh, one part of it was who you surround yourself with. Yeah. I have su- all loving people in my life, but I have very narrow-minded, one-track people that they do the same thing over and over again and actually doing stand-up comedy and being around, you know, people from other cultures and free thinkers. And when I got very close with Giannis Papas... Who's um, who's uh, you know, a great comic? He's Greek, um, and he's very free and he's amazing, wild, yeah. And he likes him. transgender porn, um, which is a fact about him. Yeah, um, and I didn't know that. Yeah, he loves it. That's the only thing he'll masturbate to, and he's oh, open wow. about it on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that's um, great. I hope his fiance not listening. But oh God, <laughs> whatever. She won't be. She probably won't be. Well, yeah, no, she's, she's, she's busy working out and looking hot. Oh yeah, I know she's, she's hot. She's yeah. beautiful. So he was the one who, when we would just like go on walks and stuff like that, he was the first facilitator of like. You know, you have all this anxiety, Chris. I know, like it's funny and it's a part of you, but like it doesn't have to be you. Because I think it, a lot of it is rooted in Catholicism. He's like, I really believe a mm-hmm. lot of it is rooted in your religion. Mm-hmm. He said, and a lot of it's rooted in you being a little bit immature. He's like, you know, you have a lot of things that happen to you in your career and like people that depend on me. Says, so are you doing a good job of being a man? And you're doing, you know, and people. And he's like, you know, I think other people would fold under the pressure that they have, the personal pressure I have, you know, having a mom having my mom the way she is, having my daughter, having a father that I have to support now, you know, so it's like all these things and our career is hard enough already. So he's like, you're doing a great job at not folding under the pressure and and, and you get up every day and you do it. So that's very commendable. He's like, but you're immature in thi- having to think that you have to live riddled with this anxiety because it's all coming from with deep within you. Right. And it's all immature because he said the truth is gr- he was like just grow up and the, the re- understand that the reality of this is that you are going to die. We're all going to die. This is all death sentence for us all. He said so enjoy your time here. While it is he said because as long as you can like you know stand up and walk and talk and be happy every day. He like you can be happy every single day. There's no even if you're dying of AIDS you can be happy every single day. You can be happy to your last moment. There's only society makes you feel like oh you have to feel this way you have to feel that way. Right. He's like no you you let it come from within. So then I started to take I was like, Oh wow, that's true. And then even like with Catholicism, like just with like the guilt and the kind of even just thinking about I never because religion was always pounded down my throat by the priest, no. <laughs> because it was always <laughs> pounding down my throat from from you know, my whole life having a vi- baby <laughs> by my babysitters, yeah, by my uncle by my Uncle Robert. <laughs> By
0: the Gardeners. By my Uncle Robert at Lake George. In the Blue Room. In
1: the Blue Room. By Rich (laughs) Kiamko. Oh, my God. We're so (laughs) stupid. And it's not that I've lost faith. I mean, I don't go to church every Sunday, but, like, I still choose... You know, as raised Catholic, I, it's not that I've given up on it, but I just understand that the religion religion now is just it's just a way to control people. It's mm-hmm. just a form of control. It's mm-hmm. just a way of saying, you know, I read this book, Sapiens, um, which is a great book, um, and it's just about, like, the origin of where we all came from and kind of how our minds are shaped and how close we are to animals and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, what he said was, is like, you can control ten people, like, very easily in a room. You can right. control them, and they're not going to hurt each other, and we'll just all get along and talk but if you want to try to control a thousand people in a room you the, uh, you have to unite them some way, and how you unite yes. people is through God and right. religion that's how you unite them That's how you'll make a thousand Muslims who are not going to hurt each other mm-hmm. but now if you but if you had a thousand people who you don't know what they are then you don't know what religion they are or what they stand for, mm-hmm. then they may wind up hurting each other or causing chaos yeah but mu- or a thousand of one group for the most part are not going to hurt each other because they all have this one common goal oh. Jesus did this or God did this. No, that
0: makes complete sense. So once I started to look at it,
1: understand it, it's like I've still made the choice like I keep blind faith because that's what Catholicism is but I'm not, you know, at this point like is it like do I kind of just understand like even going to church every Sunday it's like, that's just it, you feel guilty as a Catholic if you don't, and that's all bullshit. The reason why they want you to go to church is because you give money, you donate to the church, and it's all this system that you're a part of, that you're deeply a part of. And if a priest was on now, he would argue with me to the teeth that that wasn't true, and it's this meaning in your relationship with God and blah, blah blah. It's like I have my own relationship with God. Yes. Because as a priest, if you're telling me God is only going to hear me at church, then you as the priest are playing God. So yeah. I talk to God directly. So yeah, don't I tell do me too. what to do or not to because. In Catholicism, what you do here on earth—the where the the guilt, I think, truly comes from—is what you do here on earth, kind of places you in heaven, places you in the afterlife. So if you're a piece of shit here on earth, you're going to hell. That's what it is. Or if you're great here on earth, you're going to heaven. And that—and I think, like in Judaism, I know they don't really have that. It's like when you die, you become of back of the earth. So it's Mm -hmm. like you can be like you can't be a better or worse Jew. Like you can be moral or immoral, and I'm sure like you know the people who are immoral are not accepted by the community that well oh, like not as at far all. as heaven and hell that's not a thing that exists no in the afterlife. no not so much so it's like there's less you know i know there's still you know there's du- so
0: many laws i mean that there's a whole but it's right. similar but it's, it's all similar. control right it's all
1: bottom line is it's all control yes um so i re- and i didn't realize that because it's just blindly going through like you know like say for my mom like she's never even st- stood up and questioned why do i have this anxiety why do I have this guilt? What am I doing? It's all everybody that I like am around has been on autopilot. Besides, like when Giannis came into my life, right? And cause the, we're artists. Well, it's I was going to so say, and the different. comedians come. Like my friends who are cops, firemen, you know, all that stuff. They're all great guys, and I love them all to death. But they, they don't. They have never, you know, like, like for example, I had a friend who I was like, hey, what would you do? Like, if you had a time machine, what would you do with it? And, you know, I because I said, oh, I I would go back to, like, colonial times and, like, want to, like, listen to, like, the words of, like, George Washington. He said, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to 1986 to watch the Mets win the World Series. (laughs) That's what he said. (coughs) So it's like these are the people. (laughs) I'm around, you know. I
0: so get it because I have a lot of friends like that, too. I totally understand it.
1: Yeah, and it's not that I think I'm better than them. I don't, but I do know know that I have put in the work to try to become more evolved as a human being. I'm trying here. I'm just trying because it's like, uh, you know, like all my friends, it's like when I talk to them, it's like you think these things, but you aren't even questioning why you're thinking the way you're thinking. Now I question everything. Yeah, I, and I don't do it to be contrarian I don't do it to be like annoying and I don't do it even publicly just in my own head I'll question what does this mean why am I doing this you know wh- what I, I'm not going to be on autopilot I feel like I've been on autopilot for you know Thirty years, and now I'm not, and it feels good.
0: That's so interesting because I've been the opposite because my mom's a therapist, and mm-hmm. I've been in therapy since I'm like right. eleven. So I've questioned every Everything, single thing I've ever done over
1: and over. And Well can also go
0: the other way where you just right. <laughs> constantly question yourself and right. cannot right. make decisions. And right. is it my fault? Is it their fault? Is it? My, it's crazy. Right. But did, have you ever gone to
1: therapy? Oh yeah, I went. I did. I did that. Hold on, let me just say this: is the GERD. <laughs> <laughs> I did therapy. <laughs> I did. I did therapy for a few years, and I was on um, Lexapro. I was on Paxil. Um, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where I, I played basketball in college, and um, and I was like, you know, especially my junior and senior year, like I was like the go-to player. Like I was like, you know, I was the leader of the team, and I would have this um, <clears throat> fear. Uh, all the time that whoever I was dating at the time, whatever girlfriend I had at the time, if they didn't text me back or if they weren't in uh, my eyeline, I thought that they were dead. Because in 9 ele- during 9-11, my mother, she worked in the World Trade Center. She survived.
0: Wow. But for 10 oh, hours, I she was, know you know, that. quote,
1: unquote, missing. <gasps> so for those 10 to 12 hours, it kind of opened up Pandora's box of oh. anxiety that was, you know, that was like now I've dealt with this woman kind of the um, – kind of like the the, like the enforcer of my anxiety and guilt Mm -hmm. like the mother who like i hadn't cut the cord with is now gone so it uh, anxiety went to level 10 and then i couldn't shake that feeling for a long time until i started to think about you know because then because basically what would happen was is every girlfriend i would say i can't live my life without this girl which was ridiculous because it was just those feelings would just be transferred from one girl to the next and i wound up ruining almost every relationship i had because i was uh, suffocating them as right. my mother did to me. Right. I wouldn't let them go anywhere, and it's not that I was. Word- I would never think that anyone was going to cheat on me. Never think like that. I was. It was. I was not jealous in that way. But it still, it was the control was there nonetheless. I was just as bad as a controlling, jealous boyfriend who's insecure with himself. I was just—it's not that I was insecure with myself. I just thought if you leave, you're gonna die, and I want to be there. I know. So I, I felt that. W- so I used to bring my cell phone out, like to the bench with me, like and cover it up in towels. Yeah. And like yeah. yeah. And it was bad. And my friends, you know, as 19-year-old kids, I get it. They were like, "What are you fucking texting on the bench?" And my coach would yell at me, and i not. Uh, and I was too afraid to say, "No, I have a mental illness." Like I. Yeah. So I was too afraid because, especially in 2003, I mean, you know, like every nobody would care. They'd be like, "Just shut up, you fucking homo." Like they wouldn't. I didn't have friends that could that I can open up to about of that, course. and my father sh- certainly wouldn't understand, and my mother was just as crazy as me. So, and my coach at the time was a great man. He just didn't understand. He would bench me. He was doing the exact opposite things instead of saying, "Okay, I clear. It's clear as day. You have a mental illness, or you cannot." cope with your emotions here mm-hmm. so let's get you into counseling and help nobody did that for me yeah it's so, very hard because yeah.
0: a lot of people especially guys feel alone yeah you know and it because yeah. you can't it's hard to like share with your friends like hey guys i'm having a hard time or yeah like, i mean what are you going to do what am i going to th- say yeah yeah so and it's yeah. like you're only as sick as your secrets yeah, you know well, I remember so
1: when, i remember when i opened up like three years ago uh no two years ago i'm sorry i opened up to my friend pat um and he's a firefighter you know like he's from like a line of firefighters like a real tough guy And we were talking, we were in the car, and I was like, you know, I was like, kept, like, he noticed me fidgeting and talking. He was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, honestly, dude, like, I suffer from a lot of anxiety and depression. He goes, anxiety? That's for the Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) he said. He he said, why don't you go ask Hillary about your anxiety? (laughs) Then He just put on Metallica and told me to shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Told you to shut up. up. I'm (laughs) glad that you went to therapy, because I I think it's important. I mean, I don't think it's for everyone, but I think it's good. Yeah. I yeah. think you have to give yourself credit for taking action and doing things to yeah. try and make it better. Yeah, th-
1: you know, one therapist wanted to put me on, um, you know, like like more medicine. But I'm just – not that I'm against it. I think that people do great on it. But just in our field, I'm just worried that it will, like, mess with my creativity. I understand, But also yeah. it's like, you know, my life comes first for my kid. So it's like it, uh, I'm trying to now, through the meditation, through going out and walking through, trying to, like, search deep within myself. I don't know that I'll ever be cured from anxiety and depression. I think we just carry it with us. Mm-hmm. But I just – just to, for me, to the, the biggest fear I've always had is the unknown. So it's like if uh, if I can at least understand it, the anxiety goes way down. Like I feel like I understand Mm -hmm. at least to the best of my capabilities now, say what religion and what Catholicism is. It's not like I'm saying it's the worst thing in the world, but just to know like, hey, this is what this religion tries to do. As long as I know it, it's okay. And I still would feel comfortable if I would go back to church or I would talk to a priest. I wouldn't shit on the religion if you're someone who likes to do that. That's fine. But me knowing now where most of my kind of mental health issues are coming from, has really been helpful for me to just, you know, to, like, understand it.
0: Yeah, because once you're aware, it really helps. I mean, most awareness of is a, key, Awareness yeah. is key. Yeah. And it really is. And, you know, I was thinking about this today before I, you know, s- started recording this. That, but, like, because my mom always says that people hold on to a story. Right. Like, they'll have something that happened, and then right. they'll hold on. You know, and, and I know this sounds like I'm not being sensitive, but it's not, this right. not, it's not what I mean at all. Right. For example, like... I've been in a couple of car accidents where my car was totaled and I was right. okay but I was very traumatized. What yeah. So then I would say, well that well I'm just always well, going to yeah, feel I like this Chinese in a people, car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect. <laughs> so I always hold on to that's why the yeah. reason why I hate Asian, you know, yeah. I just really can't be around them yeah, and I yeah. So but I'm <laughs> saying like people will go through a, you know uh, like like their father was very abusive and hit right. them all the time and it's horrible it's sad it's horrible it's sick but then when they're 60 right I still can't, I can't, I can't be in a relationship because my father used to hit. It's like at some point you got to let go of let the story go. and yeah. move on and take action. Well, I think Bec-
1: what what you just said is about understanding, like putting yourself, I don't think enough of us put ourselves in the other person's shoes. Right. You know, people who I know in my neighborhood would be like, oh, like, say like black people need to stop complaining about it. And it's like, well, you don't know, you truly don't know what it was like to grow up with like th- the whole institution of family being destroyed you know from slavery everything on
0: and just walking down the street and seeing the, street, the looks i see having a different it. thing so right. it's like
1: you put yourself in his or her shoes and understand why they have a right I know. to be upset and and i'm not saying i'm not saying i want to cut my fucking dick off because i was born white and i'm not even i'm not even saying that every i understand white privilege to a point i'm not i'm not the most privileged white person but there have been things that have happened to me um not happened to me because i'm white and i'm aware of that But also it's like I can identify, Mm -hmm. you know, and say, You know, I understand, like, if a black person is mad about something, um, you know, that's going on in the country, all these issues that are coming up that certain white people are getting upset about and be like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. Right. They have no idea. You know, people always say slavery was 200 years, uh, slavery ended 200 years ago. It's like that, you don't (laughs) understand. It's a domino effect. Right. You know, like that. Of course. If that would have happened to to white people, it's like you would see a domino effect like you see in the black population. So it's like, uh, I think a lot of people will never want to kind of. They never want to put themselves in somebody else's shoes because I think they're pretty sure once I put myself in oth- somebody else's shoes, I'm gonna look back at myself and be like, "Wow, I'm very ugly on the yeah, inside." Yeah, that's you know? so true. So I think I think people don't, want – but I've admitted that I'm 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 ugly, and I have you know, I've, there's been ugly things that I've thought about, and um, you know, and I through that meditation stuff and just I, it's very very difficult, I think, and it takes a lot of work to try to read yourself. It's very exhausting, and mm-hmm. it's very emotional, but I think as comics, we have a leg up because we do it every night, or at least we take an attempt to.
0: And I think, the I, honestly, the best comics I know are the ones who've done it. Yeah. I, I really, like anyone I'm a fan of has done work on take themselves. Take a look inside yourself. I mean, not saying yeah. they're, they could still be so fucked yeah. up and so yeah. riddled with this and that, but yeah. they've at least looked at it and, and tried to, tried yeah. Taken some action. Yeah. You know to try to do it yeah, so absolutely i am I'm, I'm proud of you for taking action because most people don't um yeah. and also really most men don't like yeah. it's it's looked at as weak or yeah I mean <coughs> not when you get older, but I'm saying right. when you're younger, yeah. it's like, what do you mean you're going to therapy? what the fuck are you what? doing right but it's so good that you're doing this meditation and yeah. all this
1: stuff it's been helpful
0: it's it's great and it's so important because of your child
1: Abs- yeah that that's why I'm doing it it's for her. Do it for her. Yeah, I'm yeah. just.
0: I I I love you. I um. I know I've been laughing like a lunatic. Been, like this, I, I don't. I've been
1: di- like it was really cathartic to laugh. Like we yeah. I, we were crying.
0: Yeah, the two of us laughed very we hard were, together. Like, if this was on <laughs> camera, it would probably go viral <laughs> <laughs> we were
1: crying laughing. I was keeled over. They're going to be able to hear it on the mics. How much? Of was, course, I'm yeah. wheezing
0: because I'm fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <you're>
1: <laughs> like, yeah. No, I'm, no, no, I'm joking. Gonna, I'm no, I was going to say I, I'm wheezing because of my curd. <laughs> Because of the imezoprol. and you have a hook hand. Yeah, and I have a hook hand. I haven't sneezed in a year. I haven't sneezed since Trump's been elected. If you don't do that, tr- if you I don't do write. that
0: sneeze story, I'm going to get very upset with All you. Right. That is one of the funniest yeah. stories I've ever heard. Yeah. That you were in contact with him every night till yeah,
1: and you haven't heard from Pushneet. beat. I mean, and you haven't heard from him. I haven't heard from him in about six months. Oh no, I probably, you probably his head probably exploded <laughs> off. One <laughs> he said, I remember I, I I wrote on the on the community board. I said, is there anyone out there on, it was on Quora. It was like, you know, we can ask people questions. I said, is there anyone out there who hasn't sneezed in two weeks? <laughs> you yeah. are
0: hysterically yeah. funny. And then he came
1: in and and then he it, there was nobody answered. And then Pujvit <laughs> answered a week later. And he said, I had not sneezed in two years. He kept saying two years. And then. I started. I would talk to him every day, and I ask him how he felt. What uh, What has he been doing? And I told him I would lay in a <laughs> bed of cats. And he, like, I tried that. I tried that. It does not work. <laughs> and I said, and he said, that he asked me. He asked me. He said, I swear to God, i th- probably pull it up. He said, have you tried syringe with baking soda up nose? <laughs> and I said, what? You are syringing baking soda up your nose? He said, yes, yes. I went to hospital. And I still no sleep.
0: <laughs> Maybe he just became a muffin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. He you probably, he probably ha- has a. Sh- you I-
0: have to do this yeah. story on stage. He you have has, to.
1: He probably has a show on Netflix. Yeah, so. he's probably gonna get a special. <laughs> yeah, he has a special <laughs> <laughs> muffin. <laughs> <laughs> muffin <laughs> man. Sneezeless and muffin. Wait, where is he from? Bangladesh. Oh, I said Mumbai. <laughs> Mumbai, same <laughs> shit.
0: Same shit. <laughs> I don't even know the difference. I'm not I went for a master's degree and I don't know the difference between those two. No, places. I think
1: Mumbai used to be Bombay or Bombay <laughs> used to be Mumbai. And then I think Bangladesh is another country. <laughs>
0: Oh no. my god, I can't my stomach hurts. Oh my god. I think I got GERD from you. I did. I got <laughs> I have to go. I really appreciate <laughs> Thank you coming you. in. Thank Can you, for you just having plug me. your stuff really quick? Oh yeah, it, you could
1: you could find me um you could find me on Quora. <laughs> 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 that's a good, that's a good question. No, you can find me at chrisdcomedy.com <laughs> and chrisdcomedy on social media. Um, I have a podcast on iTunes called The History Hyenas. I go to bayridgeboys.net for all my web series shit.
0: Yeah, you got to watch him. You got to yeah. listen to him and Giannis yeah. and
1: all their stuff. It's amazing. All right. Thank you so Thank much. You so I much love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>